Hola. Como estaba? Muy bien. That's literally the extent of my Spanish. Do you understand why I got a U at AS? A U. Hey guys. Hello. Guess who's back? Your favourite podcasters, <laughs> Molly and Abby. Yeah. For you guys, it's been a week. For us, it's been half an hour since the last Yeah, we episode. had, you know, we had a great singing session. Amazing. Um, I pray to God no one ever comes songs. onto my laptop because... Yeah, let's wow. hope you never get hacked. Um, Honestly, everyone knows my password. Maybe one day we'll release that mixtape. Okay, well, Unabridged. let's just be glad that Molly's, Molly's uh, uh, singing overrides my... So, honestly, my one of my number one dreams would be to release an EP, but, like, for it to be, like, the level of Billie Eilish's, like, ama- or Ben Platt's, like, amazing singing. But, but in reality... If anyone knows Molly, they know she's tone deaf. I've been cursed. Like, you. okay, so think about <laughs> the worst person... You've, like the worst singing you've ever heard. Okay, now now take a second, visualize it, think about it. Now double it, double it some more, make it even worse, and then give them like some sort of throat infection, and then let them sing, and then that's me. Honestly, like, but that's you know me. what? You know what though? You may ten be... out of ten for like passion. Honestly, you may be yeah. awful, but. You sing with so I'm much passion. I'm the most passion. passionate singer out there. Honestly. And More it's like so you try than, you know, so like... hard and it's just the concentration <laughs> in your face when you cannot get a single note like on you key. You try so hard, but you miss by so far. <laughs> so, it's so entertaining. And I love that you're honestly the one person I know that sings the most. Really? The Bitch. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my gosh, that makes me so happy. You sing so much. Well, you start a song and you don't stop till it's over. No, it, honestly, I genuinely think like it's like you do have a like, problem. Like I like I like when compulsive. I say I can't like I genuinely I just can't. Yeah, it just like comes out of me, which is why I've always thought I'm born for the stage, but, <laughs> but alas, you can't, sing. can't fucking sing. <laughs> do you know what? Auto tune's coming back. No, Maybe no. that will help me. Maybe. Anyway complete <laughs> segue on that one wow, um this episode for you guys jesus christ that chair is I know, so I'm really sorry i can't do anything about it <laughs> no, um but this episode i'm really excited about Are you excited i'm really excited yeah. about this this one is going to be all about traveling love traveling, and not just like up here i found myself in thailand traveling but like traveling where you've been yeah. with your family where you want to go we're talking global we're talking mm-hmm. any place that basically isn't england yeah i count ireland and scotland are still traveling oh yeah i mean, I mean even I mean birmingham i'm like wow oh, traveling wow. <laughs> such a long train journey outside of surrey oh my god <laughs> oh god it's like a surrey bubble <laughs> but oh, um man. i do love i love traveling yeah so traveling so I mean, it hasn't been long since we last spoke to you guys. Yep. By the time you listen to this, we've had a banging weekend in Toronto. Hopefully, unless um, it all goes tits up and yeah, we're dead. I mean, you know, it'll be a great little post-mortem, won't it? <laughs> great little treat for you guys. Hopefully somebody will post this in our honour. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll set up like one of those timed posts. Yeah. Um, Can you imagine just we come back from the dead on Spotify? Just any oh one of us. And then they find our mixtape. Oh, God. Well, podcast if this you're is a bad idea. To this, play it at our funeral. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the next couple of weeks for us are really just a countdown to Christmas. Let's yeah. be real. Um, we've got We're some assignments. For... It's getting cold. There's not much to do outside in Canada because unlike other study abroads, it's minus eighteen here, so mm-hmm. it's a lot of time inside. Yeah, Disney Plus is now a thing. Oh, we okay. We were talking today and we think that maybe next semester we're going to share a Disney Plus subscription. We're going to buy into the corporate machine because, you know, Tangle, uh, Hannah Montana, Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie McGuire. Is Zoe one on one Disney? No, that was Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. <sighs> what a shame. I mean, do you know still what? There's so many Disney things. I'm so here for it. Honestly. Um, but yeah, yeah, we're probably going to get one of those. Yep. So it's four weeks today and we'll yeah. be at home. When you listen to this, it'll be three weeks. Oh, so exciting. So exciting. Cannot God, wait. Cannot wait. Um, but yeah, so let's get into this podcast. So this week, it's all going to be about traveling. Um, and let's just start it off with mm-hmm. a question. Hey, Avi. Yeah. Why do you think visiting other countries 
is so important or why do you think it makes individuals feel so good after they've visited a country that isn't their own i don't know i for me when i go on holiday it's mm-hmm. like uh, i don't i don't think about like everything i have to worry about at home escape yeah mm-hmm. it's like hopefully majority of the time stress free mm-hmm. depending on how annoying my brother and sister are <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, but it's true. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, it's like, you know, it's just a way to get away, Mm. have a nice, relaxing time, hopefully. Yeah, I I definitely think escapism is, like, a massive aspect of travelling because I think, especially more so in, like, a modern-day society where a lot of your social media, take Instagram, for example, you're seeing all of these amazing influencers and celebrities and people who are posting these amazing photos of a seemingly carefree stress-free life and traveling and holidays and exploring is really like fed to you to be this experience where you can escape from all your troubles and all the stress of you know the monotony of everyday life and you get to go escape to this often it's like pictured as like an exotic country or like a country or a culture that's very different from your own and you have the ability to like be someone else and like Mm -hmm. not have to worry about you know washing up the dishes and cleaning your house and the kind of like monotony of every day you get to Mm -hmm. go and have because typically when you're on holiday you're probably eating out a lot so you're not having to do those chores yeah you've packed enough clothes for the holidays so you don't have to do laundry and stuff like that mm-hmm. so it really is like a week or two weeks or however, however long you go where you're just like chilling like freedom do yeah. you know what i mean exactly. you don't have a job you don't yeah. have any of these like ties yeah and i also think it's like something to look forward to 100 mm, percent. because for me like especially i remember being at school and like summer coming up and it was like okay i'm going on holiday like it's going to be fun. I've got something to look forward to. Even now, with our ho- next holiday being going home, yeah. like, it's, like, an amazing thing to look forward to. Do you think that mindset is quite dangerous? That whole way of thinking of constantly looking forward and not being present? I don't know. I mean, it's not like I'm not being present, but it's mm. just something, like... Especially when you're in a stressful place. Mm. Especially, like, think about now, how we have so much work to do before the end of term. Mm. It's, like, nice to... If you're so stressed out, I just think, okay, four weeks, I'll be home. Mm. It's nice. I can still be present. I still go to class, still get my work done. But it's, like, a separate thing, okay? I, mm. I've got something to look forward to. I don't think it's, like, oh, I'm, I'm just never thinking about what I'm doing now because I'm only mm. looking forward to the what I'm doing then. See, I think for me, it's weird because in the moment, it's not like I'm not focusing on what I'm doing, but I'll find, case in point, this study abroad experience, I'll sit here and I look back at the past two weeks and I'm like, wow, that just went. Like, I feel like I wasn't present and thinking about the present day. And I think that's partly because I'm not necessarily having as much fun as I would do at home or I I know that Christmas is something is that like you really look forward to at least for me so obviously it's always like I'm looking forward to it but I do often find myself dangerously slipping into this mindset of like oh my god I can't wait for this 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 Mm -hmm. and then I find I'll before I know it, whatever I was currently doing will be over. So, like, this study abroad experience, for Mm -hmm. example, I know because I'm not necessarily having as much of an amazing time as I did at Birmingham, it's like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait for Christmas. I can't wait for travelling at the end of next semester. I can't wait for this. I can't wait for Toronto. I can't wait for all these things. And then I find I look back and I'm like, wow, these past, like, like, I've been here for, like, over 11 weeks now. Mm -hmm. And, like... I feel like it's just gone. And I know, obviously, time happens like that. It just sweeps by before you know it. It's disappeared. But I do think, at least for me, I find I sometimes have to really stop 
my thinking and be like, yes, I'm so excited for Christmas. Yeah. But right now, like I'm in Canada, mm-hmm. let's enjoy right now. Let's not think forward and project how much of an amazing time I'm gonna have mm-hmm. at Christmas, but like, let's just enjoy the current moment. Cause outside, like I do worry that life is just moving so quickly. I do feel like- And I worry if my here. thinking plays into that element of it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get you. Like, I obviously, feel like... like, time's gonna move at the same pace, pace no matter what. <laughs> yeah. But I do worry that my thinking accelerates it because I'm thinking forward too much. Yeah. But I do feel like our time here has been so quick. Like, yeah. so quick. But I feel like it's just because it's so different mm. that you don't even have time to process everything. And I think a big element of it is when you're adjusting to something, lots of things just go quickly but Mm -hmm. also when you then slip into like a monotonous routine like we have here like realistically you get up you go to lectures see friends like see each other sleep next Uh day repeat it's not like you're breaking that up with a lot of going to different places because Mm -hmm. we're a bit isolated here yeah and like it's not like we're breaking up with necessarily like going to theaters or going do you know what i mean yeah like stuff there's not a lot of like like highlight moments Mm -hmm. because it's not like we're in the middle of london or middle of toronto where you can like like if you think about back to like last like last week what are your like standout moments like a grocery shop an essay hand in honestly i actually can't remember what happened last week like i can't because there's there's not those standout moments yeah because it is literally all the same yeah it's just the same and that's because the university culture, at least in Waterloo, is this eat, sleep, work, repeat. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is, I feel like I enjoy uni so much more over here. <gasps> like, not, no, not like the uni experience, but like classes. I enjoy my classes. Okay, okay. Yeah, different. I okay. enjoy my classes so much more of it. So I yeah. actually, like at home, I don't really look forward to classes unless it's like film. But mm-hmm. here, I actually look forward to going to class because I'm so invested. Do you have any reason, what, reasoning why you think that may be? The professors here are so much more passionate. Yeah. Like, I, I go because I just know that I'm just going to get so much from mm-hmm. what I'm, from the, like a one hour, 20 yeah. minute lecture, I will get so much out of it. And, I... and it will be like, it will feel so profound. Mm-hmm but it would just be because how passionate Mm. the professor is. And it's not mundane at all. And like today, I'm reading a book about the Vietnam War Mm -hmm. in my American Lit class. This professor is unbelievable. And he was telling us, he was like, this is my ninth time teaching this book. But the way he was talking about it, he was just so passionate about it and I was like it is crazy that you can still be so passionate about something Mm. that you've done over and over again and the thing is like from listening to other students like he's still getting new things from it and it's just so nice so we look forward to it so much and like I'm so glad because I've been putting in a class I've been putting a class with him next semester as well Mm. but like just the way he talks I'm like in Birmingham they don't care but I think I think I think they do care, but I think lecturers in Birmingham, you know what, they go to university, get their degree, they get their master's, they get their PhD, they probably do some sort of teaching qualification, and then they become a lecturer. So they're incredibly intelligent individuals, Mm -hmm. but they've kind of had their whole life set up into going into lecturing. Yeah. Obviously, there's going to be the odd few examples, but that's the majority of how professors become professors. Mm -hmm. They're just incredibly clever academics. Yeah. Whereas... In North America, I think within college systems or university systems, your professors are the experts in their field. Yeah. So, for example, I took a course that was called Environment, Sustainability and Action. And the professor used to lead the... He used to be the head of the Canadian environmental, like, governmental panel. Mm-hmm. So he literally was advising prime ministers on, like, environmental policy. Yeah. So he's in, like a business field worked within sustainability and environmental politics for years and years. He's the best in his field. Yeah. He like was 
talking to other countries, like hosting all these panels. And then he's like retired into teaching, if that makes sense. Yeah. So now he's a professor of an environment sustainability course. Like he still does other stuff as well. Because he's got but, the experience before yeah, the teaching. Yeah, he's got this experience yeah. in career. So it's something that he's so passionate about because mm-hmm. he has like he, he has, has all this like first-hand knowledge yeah. of the application of the knowledge if mm-hmm. that makes sense i think also what makes a difference is because well especially with my uni here because it is an engineering uni like my mm-hmm. english and history classes are so small compared Niche. to birmingham yeah like especially english and it's so nice because like I, in like my american lit class like at mm. home i would have a lecture for it then i'd have a seminar whereas here there's no lecture mm. nothing you it's just all seminar see whereas like, for me mine are all lectures yeah which is all of mine are just seminar basically like which you have I, a lecture i kind within, of don't like yeah well you have a lecture within some of them like my history i have oh, the yeah, same no. professor for two classes but then we have a seminar and i love it because it's such a small class mm. they get to know everyone yeah and like like I had a lecture yesterday and it's um, the topic, the course is the civil rights movement. And then I also have the same lecturer for another course, which is called um, From Slavery to Civil War. Mm-hmm. So they're two separate history courses, one second year, one third year, like completely separate. But like, cause I have him for two courses, he's made an effort to get to know me like yeah. more than other students because I'm in two of his classes, not one. Yeah. And like yesterday... And I guess you also stand out as an international. Yeah. I mean, for sure. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> but like yesterday he was like, oh, I really hope to see you in my class next semester. And I was like, oh. It's so cute. It's not so on my... Yeah, exactly. That is... that Okay, that is actually one thing that I have noticed. I know we've really got off traveling. We'll get back mm-hmm. onto it in a minute. But that's one thing I actually have really noticed is I feel like... Although my all my classes out here are lecture based, mm-hmm. it does still open up to like seminary in some sense. Yeah. So they do ask some questions and there is some engagement. But I do feel like my lecturers really value the students and the student engagement. 100%. All of my lecturers know my name. Yeah. And yet it's a lecture. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's not like we're having that seminars. Yeah. But they and I can tell that when an, a student puts their hand up and answers a question or voices an idea, the lecturers are really engaged with it and yeah. they're really happy that someone's spoken. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So there's this element of when I maybe don't go to a class because I'm really tired or it's really cold or <laughs> you feel got guilty work or whatever. But like, not only do I feel guilty, but I know my lecturer is going to notice. Same. 100%. I know my lecturer. And then next time I go, my, like I've had lectures be like, like, are you feeling okay? Did you miss last lesson? And I'll just be like, yeah, like I, I just had a lot of work. I'm really sorry. And they're like, oh no, it's fine. Like, I just yeah. want to make sure you're okay. Exactly. And like, it's it, like, it, it, it makes me feel like I'm almost back at college in the sense that. But it makes you feel valued. Yeah. But that, that's what I do find. I, I, I really miss when I move from A levels to university. Is that I went from being in a class of twenty people, professor knew me by name. I was um, seeing the teachers at break. Like mm-hmm. they knew all about my life. They knew about everything. I had yeah. a real first name basis relationship with them. To university where like you're one of 200, 300 odd people exactly. taking a lecture. With an exception of those modules like film, where it yeah, was like exactly. 12 of us. And yeah. when I turned up drunk, it was very noticeable. <laughs> wow, classic, <laughs> classic Molly moments. I know, it's what's my what can I say? Me well rested, just putting up with your <laughs> shit, <laughs> honestly. Literally, I'd roll up covered in glitter and you were just like, oh. I had a good night's sleep. <laughs> I stayed in, slept really well, and I was like, yeah, no, yeah. can't say the same, but anyway. Oh, well. But um, I do feel like the difference is, like, especially for me at home at Birmingham, mm-hmm. when it comes to seminars, I feel like they just make them far more intense than they should be. And especially for someone like me who suffers with, like, pretty bad yeah. anxiety. I don't like that. Like, for me, going to seminars is something I dread. It's overcomplicated. But, like, I dread. Like, yeah. fully dread going to seminars. It's crazy. And, but, like, here, yeah. I look forward to it. Yeah. Because I know that no matter what I say, one, they won't pick on me. Mm-hmm. Two, I know that if I say something, 
there's no right or wrong there's no right or wrong and they're gonna and they're gonna respond really well and i remember Mm -hmm. like even in my civil rights class we started doing tutorials in like small little groups and then then feeding back to the rest of the class and it was like such a good way of doing it and i would be able to talk in front of the whole class feel totally fine about it and then like in the break my um professor was like oh it's so nice to hear like your voice and hear someone else talk yeah i'm like that's so nice. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But at Birmingham, I'm like, oh my God, I hate seminars. They're going to pick on me. I'm not going to know what to say. Or like, yeah. they force you to talk. I am and... really hoping that come fourth year, as everyone gets more niche in their modules and their interests, that the numbers die down. Well, at yeah. least I think with American and Canadian studies, yeah, for sure. they're going to die down. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm in fourth year, I'm going to try and make more of a concerted effort to go to my office hours with my professors mm-hmm. and try and build up more of a relationship because i think when you have a better relationship with the person from which you're learning from Mm -hmm. you're gonna be more inclined to want to learn so therefore you're gonna absorb that information better because you're you're paying just more attention Mm -hmm. um but back onto the traveling (laughs) that was such a tangent so although escapism is a massive aspect of traveling um i think another element of it is is that we live in a society and we touched upon earlier where you're consuming so much content yeah global content so through instagram through twitter through facebook even through the news you're seeing all these different youtube 100 percent youtube you're seeing rise of celebrities and influencers and just friends and family who are visiting these amazing places so for example you think 100 years ago if you said to someone what does Bora Bora look like? Mm-hmm. They wouldn't know what you're on about. They wouldn't know what was there. So when you don't know about something, you're not going to want to go there necessarily. Exactly. But now you're not going to want to miss it. That Bora Bora is where Kim Kardashian lost her <gasps> fucking diamond earring you know in what? the sea. Now we know that if you go to Bora Bora and you go diving, you could be like half a mil rich. <laughs> well, actually, they found it. Okay, yeah, so. well, whatever. But what I mean is like... Yeah, so for we example, know what it looks like now. I was following a musician recently who Abby interviewed. Check it out. Oh. <laughs> um, and he was in Australia, and um, in Australia they put he posted a photo of the quokka, which is like a mm-hmm. native animal to Australia. So seeing it, you're like, oh my gosh, this animal's so cute. It's really smiley. I now want to go there to see the animal. But yeah. like, if I hadn't seen that. You would never give a fuck. Yeah. So I think a big element of traveling, I guess you would call it FOMO, wouldn't you? Yeah. Or not necessarily the fear of missing out, but because you've seen other people go, there's that element of, I want to do that. Yeah. I want to say I've been there. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, on a deeper level, I think particularly within, like, middle to upper classes in the Western world, there is that element of, like, Oh yeah, when I was in Costa Rica, mm-hmm. when I was in Australia, You're when just I was trying in... to one up everyone else. Yeah, and like as awful as it is, I've like never it understood is... that. I've never understood that. And either. also like the fact that you can really tell by people's Instagrams yeah. that like they've gone there to Instagram yeah. their trip. But I yeah, and I think as a negative side of social media, it's like it kind of takes being well travelled. The... Yeah, isn't is has become analogous analogous how do you say that word has become similar like how do you say it like com- comparative to compare let's use that word comparative to i think analogous is the same word but mm. i don't know how to say it anyway sh- moving on um i think being well traveled has become comparative to like your wealth as well in the sense yeah. that if i sit here and i've been like, oh yeah i've been to every single continent and oh yeah i've been to australia oh yeah i've been to new zealand and all these places you're gonna think fuck flights to australia are like over a grand yeah accommodation is so expensive this person must have a lot of money exactly. to have traveled there mm-hmm. and unfortunately although many people argue we don't live in like a classist society there is still this element of like oh if you've been more traveled you're somehow a better person which yeah isn't true but unfortunately socially there's still that element so i think that's also like a lure to traveling for some people yeah exactly just for bragging rights mm-hmm. for sure 
which I wouldn't I would like to think that's not for me I'd like to think I I genuinely do want to go to places because oh yeah 100% sorry about my Instagram followers I don't give a fuck about Instagram yeah no I I, like I barely post on it I posted I think one photo from Canada and when I post on it it's usually me and my friends so it's not like oh look at this place I've been to do you know what I mean and so I've always battled with this okay because part of me wants to delete social media and not have it I can't because especially for me Instagram because I love being able to see what my friends are doing but then Mm -hmm. I also find that I it really affects my mood because I find like I get I see these amazing places and I do generally think like I wish I was there and then like anyway for um, me it's never I'm never I never feel that way about celebrities I follow they could be doing the coolest shit ever that I've been dying to do for ages and I'll never think fuck I want to do that because I'll be like well, they have a shit ton of money. Of course they're doing that. Mm-hmm. It's only ever when my friends are doing something, like, together and I can't be there or they're with other people that I want to be with, then I'm like, oh, fuck. I think I, social media I, is a whole conversation we can get into and I oh, think yeah. one will probably do another podcast for because yeah. I think I've got a lot to say on that. 100%. Um, <laughs> but getting back to the question at hand, why do you think visiting other countries is so important and feels so good? I think, as we said, like escapism, fun yeah. night, all that thing. 100%. And I think a genuine want to explore other cultures as yeah. well. Um, so, <laughs> that took so long. <laughs> so going off a bit, just list some of the places you've been and a couple of quick um, impressions that you got from it, just in, you know, like a quick little segment. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Should we pick... Um, Sure, I'm trying What's to go through What's the North my... American term? Spitball? Oh. oh. Yeah. Spitball, isn't it? We're spitballing. Spitballing. Yeah. Um, I'll start us off. A place that I've been to a lot, south of France. Love it. Ooh. Absolutely love it. Toulouse, um, Saint-Tropez, that sort of area. Bordeaux. Oh, love Bougie. it. Well, <laughs> a lot of the holidays we've been there, we've actually driven. Yeah. So although it's 14-odd hours, doesn't actually take us as much as like a plane and then we'll get like a little villa or something and then we'll just be there with my family for a week and it's lovely. Yeah. I've been I to mean, nice. Sandra, okay, Sandra Pay is incredibly bougie. Oh, Nice, love Nice. Yeah, I, I loved Nice. I found that to be surprisingly mm. very, very relaxing for me. Yeah. Very odd. Like I never thought, oh, mm. Nice. But I think do you know what it was? It's just warm weather and it's... Not even that. Because, I mean, my family... Like, I've been to Italy quite a few times. Mm-hmm. And, we like, we've driven there and flown Never there, whatever. Been, not that I remember. <sighs> I went when I was three, but I don't remember it. Oh, my God, I'm going to take you. Don't you worry. I mean, that's the thing. I hadn't been... It took me a long time to get there compared yeah. to my, the rest of my family. Yeah. I think it was bef- just before my GCSE year. That was the first time I went. Oh, wow. So, like, ten years ago. <laughs> six years ago. Oh, fuck. It's not even that far off. Oh, no. Six years ago. Oh. I know. Scary. But, yeah, six years ago was the first time I went. And, um, yeah. Oh, fuck. I love, 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 love. I think food's a big thing for Italy, Italy isn't it? 100%. But culture. Yeah. Like, uh, 100%. That's one thing I have noticed with North America. Yeah. Is that the history just isn't there. Like, obviously, indigenous history is there in the sense that indigenous people have been around since time in memoriam. Mm -hmm. But when you go to Italy, you just look on Google Maps and you see, like, the Colosseum. You see... The Pantheon. Pantheon. Literally so so many historical sites that you can go see. ancient history. Whereas I think with the indigenous cultures within North America, that because, obviously, they're what they want... um, a community that were tied to the land per se so there's not like landmarks necessarily but also just because they've been erased so much from history that like we don't colonialism yeah we can't even learn about that yeah but (laughs) i just wrote a fat essay on that yeah exactly hit me up if you want to read it (laughs) (laughs) but yeah Um, i do love italy and we have been there a few times and that's like and the thing is you can just go to so many different places and even if you yes florence and even if you go to the same place twice you can there's so much to see mm. that like you can see different things yeah. every single time so yeah i'm definitely gonna take you don't don't you worry i cannot wait yeah. um so greece for me mm-hmm. is actually a massive one but not the mainland as such but we um are really close family friends with another family and they have a um a house out on a greek island called mm-hmm. andros 
Um, and we grew up with these people. They're all similar ages to us. Yeah. And um, we've spent multiple summers, amazing summers with this family over on, over on this island. And you fly into Athens and then you get like a four hour ferry out. And wow. so Greece for me is like an amazing, a, a really special location because of the time I've spent there with family and yeah. not just blood family, but like friends who you'd call family. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's actually a location that wasn't more for the culture, but I think the people that I was with yeah, 100%. Um, from home. So yeah. Greece is a very special place. Yeah. I've always wanted to go to Greece. I've never been. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. I really I want mean, to go. It's weird because although I've been there so much, I haven't done a lot of quote-unquote touristy sites like when we're out on this island this island is tiny yeah like population couple thousand type mm-hmm. thing and i actually <laughs> I bumped into ed sheeran on this island once really random oh he his girlfriend um at the time was greek i don't know if that's now his wife oh uh, no it's not no it's a different i girl. know who that girl is that anyway. girl went to kgs so random <laughs> yeah um <laughs> Yes, we bumped into him in a bar because he was obviously dating this Greek girl and she had found me out on this island. And it was so weird because it was like, this is... Like, if you were to go one place and not be recognised, that would would probably be the place you go. But we recognised him and got a photo. Anyway, so funny. um, But yeah, you literally spend your day just in Tavernas or on the beach drinking boxed wine. Oh my gosh. And just getting horrendously drunk by a pool or by the sea, which is great. See, I'm not... I feel like my family isn't very into, like beach holidays and like relaxing holidays i couldn't do that yeah like my ooh. we're not but because we would have this thing where we go to greece almost every yeah. summer greece was this place where you were just like at the villa with friends and food and just relaxing yeah but when the, when we've gone on holidays outside of greece they've been very different to that mm-hmm. greece is like this little yeah Anomaly. Anomaly. I can't... Anonymous. Nope. Anomaly. I'm just going to drink my water. But, I mean, we've... I can do, like, a couple of days relaxing. But, I mean, when we were younger, we went to Dubai. I think we've been three times. Mm -hmm. The last time I went was 2009. Mm -hmm. And, to be honest, that's long ago where, like... My friends just moved to Dubai. Super random. Whoa. Yeah. Would not like to do that. Me neither. But Well, she's like semi her dad's got a job out there uh, and they've kept their house at home and they're like Yeah. Back and forth type thing. Yeah. I don't really know, but But I mean random. to be honest, two thousand nine was long enough ago that like I don't I don't really remember all the trips. Yeah. the first time I went I was like a literally toddler. Like we have videos of me and I'm just like Baby waddling Abby's around in my cuters. my ducky She's swimming my costume <laughs> but like i don't want to go back to dubai just mm. no interest in it but like that is mean. a kind of place where there's nothing to do apart from beach beach swimming pool yeah. mall i think that's the place where you go to and you go to a resort obviously because yeah. of the cultural difference between westerners oh yeah 100%. you just you stay at the hotel and you're on the beach and that's yeah it. there's not but like now our holidays are so centered around sightseeing yeah that like that's what we love to do yeah so i think i think both of us have that in common um which kind of segues us onto the next question that I've got is what do you seek to gain from traveling I think both of us are big uh, well a element to traveling to a new place is the history that's there yeah and and the sightseeing specifically of historical sites Mm -hmm. so whether that's museums monuments um just old buildings or iconic places I Mm -hmm. think that for me I love I love love that which is one of the reasons I so badly want to go to Italy back to that um can't wait because there's everything there yeah so like one of the places i went to was um prague in czech republic Mm -hmm. um i think it's not even called czech republic anymore it's like czechia i don't know moving on um (laughs) i love just watching you come out with shit you talk from your i talk such shit um but yeah so i went to prague and i didn't really know much about prague beforehand but you know obviously when you're deciding to go to a new location you like do a bit of research into the place and researching old town and learning about like they've got this amazing old bridge there it was it made me really excited to go and see it and when i was there a big element of the sightseeing was seeing like the old streets the little um 
restaurants and these old cafes that have been around for years and yeah. seeing all these like the Prague Castle was amazing mm-hmm. and seeing all this history that I hadn't necessarily grown up wanting to go to like I have maybe with Venice yeah. or um, like the Leaning Tower of Pisa say <laughs> not gonna lie there's not much to do in Pisa apart from see the Leaning Tower and just stand there and pretend to pretend. push it over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or hold it up. Have a look at that. Yeah, I um, went a few years ago. Yeah. Not but, not that great. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think that's always an element that you love, like the yeah. into the culture. A hundred percent. I love that. And me and my dad especially were very into like going to art galleries <sighs> and stuff. I'm so excited. This weekend in Toronto, or when you listen to this, last weekend, <laughs> um, we're going to Toronto and I'm so excited to go to a gallery. I just mm-hmm. miss it. I'd love it. See, I went this summer, but I'll happily sit there and watch you look around again. Love that. <laughs> but um, yeah, we love art galleries. Yeah. So like, it's so nice to go to different places. Like when we went to Venice, I think it was last year. I don't know. Yeah. We went to the Peggy Guggenheim Museum in Venice and mm-hmm. it was just so cool. What's been one of your favorite museums? Ooh. Ooh. I love MoMA. MoMA, New yeah. York. Just because I was in New York, you know, there's this iconic aspect of going to New York buildings because of how much they're featured within film or media. But MoMA's not that popular in terms... Like, the Met is the one that's like... Yeah, the Met. Well, mm. you're on the Met steps, you're Gossip Girl, you're Blake Lively, you know, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, you're Blair Waldorf. But, um... With the MoMA, for me, I love Monet, and they've got the Monet painting, which is the water lilies, which spans, like, three mm-hmm. walls, and the way they've got it arranged is, like, you stand there, and you're almost in this, like, little box, and I remember seeing the Van Gogh they've got on display there, they've got um, Salvador Dali's mountain clocks there, they've got all these, they've like, so many very iconic Warhols paintings that even if you're not into art that much you've heard of Warhol Picasso Monet Van Gogh Mm -hmm. you know all these like popular names so that that was really cool to see it's how I would imagine I've never seen the Mona Lisa oh yeah it's how I would imagine seeing the Mona Lisa in the sense that like yeah you've heard about these artists so much Mm -hmm. that they've kind of become like people of like imagination mm-hmm. so to actually see their work you're like wow i forget that actually salvador dali's melting clocks is this tiny little a4 mm-hmm. size like not a4 it's a bit bigger but like size painting yeah, yeah. no i, lo- I love and just how gallery. expensive they are oh i love going to an art gallery where they have the prices <laughs> and it'll be like a gray canvas and it's like half a mil <laughs> oh yeah i'm just gonna drop that on a great canvas drop that. could do that at home but you know what just have the money to spare i mean it's like your art is isn't it it's ridiculous price but yeah it's things like that going yeah. to art museums that you just can't go to at home and seeing collections and yeah and yeah. learning more about the history of the place that you're visiting 100 percent. i think that's something i always really enjoy yeah. like even though Okay, America doesn't have crazy amounts of history. Yeah. Um, when I was in Washington, D.C., I went to a really amazing civil rights museum and you were seeing the um, chairs that the Greensboro Five sat on mm-hmm. during the civil rights sit-ins. And yeah. you were seeing, like, all these amazing elements of American history that become very popular within American media in terms of, like, yeah. portrayal and retelling. Yeah, um, 100%. So that was really cool couple of other places you want like i've i've mainly been to europe and then i've been to outside of europe dominican republic costa rica and then america and canada but apart yeah. from that i haven't been to asia i've been to india love to go to india you're gonna take me yay thank you <laughs> yeah it'll happen <laughs> yeah i've been to india i'm trying to think where else i've been not that many places to be honest went to dubai i really want to go to malaysia Oh my god. Laura's gonna take us. Thanks, yeah. Laura. Because my dad's been there quite a few mm. times now for work. We can go stay with And her my family. sister went as well. And the thing is, I always wanted to go, but it would always be during school time. Yeah. And then now my dad doesn't go there anymore for work, and it's like, oh no, like I don't have that easy opportunity yeah. to go anymore. But I do want to go to Malaysia and I want to go yeah. to Singapore. Yeah. And, and I really so want to go to Tokyo. Places. But obviously, so, because of the Olympics, Japan's just so expensive at the moment. Yeah. I really want to go to Japan. I want to go to China. I want to go to South Korea. 
mm-hmm. want to go to Australia, I want to go to New Zealand. New Zealand. Oh, so I so bad. I want to go to New Zealand. So, and again, this ties back into like, why why do you aspire to visit a place? Hobbiton. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Hobbiton. Literally. Literally. Like, Lord of the Rings, in many ways, put New Zealand on the map in terms of like a place to visit. Touristy, because yeah. it just displayed like the natural beauty of like, I don't think anyone goes to New and... Zealand and doesn't go to Hobbiton. I mean... People probably do, but I know what but you mean. But do you know what I mean? Like, in terms yeah. of, like, touristy. Yeah, for sure. Like, people for from, sure. like, the West. And also what The West I've... in quotes. <laughs> the West. And also what I think I've learned the older I've got in terms of my education. But the cultural history of the Maori in New Zealand is still so well preserved. 100%, yeah. And they're still such an amazing community of people that have became... Have been able to become not like tarnished by colonization do you know what i mean so i think there's such an amazing rich cultural history there that i would love to go see yeah um 100 and yeah new zealand man i know but there are so many like so many places in europe i want to go to yeah i've been to spain once yeah when i was little i've been to spain loads of times yeah it's just never i don't know spain doesn't really appeal to me that much yeah it's just hot funny because i literally took spanish for like so many years yeah. and i was like oh my god i feel like everyone know. does you do french or spanish that's it yeah but even taking it at a level like i mean even now even though i did so badly i can understand a good bit of spanish like probably more yeah. than like the average person yeah i would love to speak another language yeah my and, and my speaking isn't that bad yeah. Like, I didn't actually do that bad in my speaking exam for my A-level. But, yeah. I, I do yeah. want to go back to Spain. Not on the top of my list. I've been to Iceland. I'd love to go to Iceland. Iceland is so... I want to go to Greenland, actually. So cool. I want to go to um, Santa's Grotto. <laughs> oh, my God. No, Iceland is sick. Iceland is like being on another planet. Mm. But it's just volcanoes, isn't it? It is literally like being on another planet. And it's so cool. Hot springs. Geezers and... and Geezers. Right, geezer. (laughs) They stink. (laughs) And there's all the sulfur. Mm. It smells like rotten eggs. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. And waterfalls. And I I loved Iceland. Fun fact. My brother went on a geography trip to Iceland and won the photo composite competition by stacking some rocks with a waterfall in the background wow fun facts guys um but (laughs) segueing off from that is there anywhere that you kind of don't want to go or you don't really not necessarily you actively don't want to go there but you just don't have an aspiration to visit the country anytime soon any southern state in america yeah fair i mean i think that's especially in today's political climate yeah I'm not white. I don't want to go there. <laughs> Literally, that's it. That's yeah. why I'm doing my study abroad in Canada. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Completely, I understand you. Yeah. I, am... I don't want to go back to Dubai again. Yeah, I, I really don't have an aspiration to go to Dubai. I know that the first time we went, when I was really little, yeah. m- like what, from what my dad said, and like we went with my cousins and stuff, that was back when it was still like very deserty. Yeah. Before it became it's all just, built up. Yeah. And the last time yeah. we went, which was in two thousand and nine, so it's literally been ten years. Yeah. Um that's when it start it started to get really like commercialized. Yeah. Commercialized, I think that's a good word for sure. Um and it's just there's nothing special. Like literally everything yeah. is man made. Like the whole fucking palm tree yeah. island thing. The whole island is completely man created. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing is man made. Like there's nothing yeah. special about which it which i was really shocked it, when now, i found it's out it's so touristy it's so expensive it's like mm. you can go the only thing you can do there is relax on the beach you can do that anywhere yeah you can do that anywhere for so much cheaper yeah for sure and i it's really weird because I, I was really shocked when i found out that whole island was man created but then you look at it on a map and you're like okay yeah no god it's completely symmetrical <laughs> and it's in like this perfect little like palm <laughs> it's literally a palm yeah. tree like i think for me I don't really have that much of an aspiration to go... I would love to go to, like, Sydney or Melbourne. Mm. But the majority of Australia... Like, you think about how big Australia is as a landmass, and the majority of it is just, like, the outback. Yeah. So, like, I want to go to Sydney or Melbourne, but if I was going to that area of the world, I would rather go to New Zealand. Yeah. Um, and... I, would, I would never go on holiday just to Australia. I think mm-hmm. the only way I'd end up in Australia... I would do it as if I was doing Australia and New Zealand. Do you no, know what I, I mean? think the only I think the only way I'd end up there, and 
I want to go to New Zealand too, but I think the only way I'd end up in both those places was if I was going to like East Asia and I was going to like yeah, and then Japan, you're traveling going to down. China, yeah. and then I was closer, so then I would, I would then fly to Australia or New Zealand. Yeah, for sure. Um, so leading on from that, is there anywhere that you think you'd want to live like outside of the UK or anywhere that you'd want to spend like a significant amount of time? Like I, I'm thinking like a year plus, like I feel like on the, on this study abroad, I feel like we've managed to spend, or we will be able to spend enough time that you get like a real understanding of what it's like to live. Yeah. At least in the Waterloo area. Mm -hmm. So is there anywhere else? you think you'd want to live I, I guess aside from the UK and Waterloo yeah the funny thing is since well before study abroad mm-hmm. I always said I could see myself living in um New York and oh, yeah. I can see myself possibly living in Toronto yeah because I've been to both places I've been yeah. to New York quite a few times now yeah probably I want to say like six times now yeah like i love new york yeah i think i've been to new york like four or five five or so times Mm -hmm. yeah and i've spent a significant amount of time the time there like my favorite holiday that Mm -hmm. i can think of top of my head will always be me my dad and my sister went for three weeks Mm -hmm. we spent 10 days in new york Mm -hmm. then we went to orlando Went to Universal Studios. I'm so jealous. So Universal one thing Studios. we've been speaking about is hopefully at the end of next semester we'll hopefully end up in LA. Yeah. And we're fingers crossed trying to get to Universal because I so badly want to go. I want to see you experience Harry Potter. Oh my Potter gosh. World. You do realize I will be like a six year old and I will be crying. That like, is when fine. I went to Harry Potter Watford for the first time, I was sobbing. <laughs> Watford. Like it was the coolest thing ever. Watford's the coolest place ever. Yeah, Watford. <laughs> yeah. Big up, we went to Universal. We went to Miami and relaxed yeah. for a couple of days because it was such a full-on holiday. Went back to New York for a day and went Miami. home. Miami. And, like, I've spent a significant amount of time when in New York. When you say Miami, I think of the song. It's like, Welcome to Miami. Cuantos cinco se Miami. Do you know the one I'm on about? No. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> Moving on. But I love New York. And yeah. every time I go there, I really, like, I feel like I thrive in New York. Yeah. I feel like I do. I'm so of, happy there. Of, all of the US states, I do feel like I have a bit of an affiliation to New York State because mm-hmm. obviously when I was at camp, um, that was in upstate New York, so in the Adirondacks. That's yeah. an amazing part of the world, which I do have a real big soft spot for. Mm-hmm. But also I've spent a lot of time in New York City as well. Yeah. And I don't... <sighs> okay, part of me would love to live there for a year, mm-hmm. but I'd love to live there with like a whole bunch of friends in New York. Yeah. And But more specifically like artsy friends Mm. do you know what i mean i feel like there's a real cool like media music scene i'm just thinking of ben playing casey musgroves playing over a piano (laughs) but i'd love like i'd love that sort of scene and also like you know the scene in the politician where like he's in the new york bar and he's like singing at the piano and it's just ben platt at like a piano in like a bar of 10 people like i want to be one of those 10 people Mm -hmm. um and also gossip girl but (laughs) No, yeah. I love New York. I'm always, like, the happiest yeah. there. So I could definitely see myself moving there. But, like, yeah. if I'm in the city... And then you said Toronto. I said Toronto. Yeah. And because I came here the, for the first time last year in the summer. Yeah. And I went to Toronto. And I really liked it. Mm-hmm. And it is very much like a smaller, cleaner, quieter New York. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, so I was like, oh, maybe, like, if I, oh, but only if I lived downtown. I think Toronto's quite small. Uh-huh, 100%. It's really small. <laughs> now that I've been here, yeah. I'm like, whoa. Like, I guess like, they talk whoa. about the GTA area, mm-hmm. which is the greater Toronto area, so that, or, like, all the boroughs surrounding. But so even like we're in the GTA area, but and we're like, so far from Toronto. Yeah. See, so I think the idea of Vancouver that I have in my head... I mm. think I'd want to spend a year in Vancouver in the set, in the sense that you've got like Vancouver Island, you've got Van- Vancouver City, so you've got that whole city aspect, but then you've also got like Whistler, Whistler. Mountains not too far away. So you've got that the element is, of being able to be in the city, but yeah. then also be able to escape. So I, th- I think I'd want to spend like a year or so in mm-hmm. what in Vancouver 
only based upon the idea of Vancouver that I have. So I wouldn't really know until I've been there. Yeah. But. And I, I've always said, like, oh, I can see myself moving to Canada. I'm going to be that person in the family that moves to Canada. Same. I'm going to be that person. But I've been to quite a few places in Canada. Yeah. Like, last year I went to Toronto first In the time. Canada? In, did I say that? <laughs> oh, did. in Canada. I said, I've been to quite a few places in the Canada. In Canada. Canada. But, like... I went to Toronto the first time last year. Now that I'm, like, here and mm-hmm. around it, not sure. Completely. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> completely. So, prior to becoming on study abroad, becoming, coming on study abroad. <laughs> wow. It's a bit late, guys. It's 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> it's getting to that time of night. But prior to coming on study abroad, I was, like, 100% I'm going to live in Canada for a couple mm-hmm. of years. I so badly want to do it. But actually now coming here... and. To be fair, I think a big aspect of this is the fact that we're in Waterloo, so we are yeah. very much outside the city. But I have kind of reconsidered how much being close to my family means to me. 100%. And I think I could do maybe a year in Vancouver or a year in Toronto or yeah. a year somewhere where I was loving the job. So say, for example if I was to hopefully get to the special effects industry and I was to work on a film and I was for some reason to be set in a location for like six months to a year, Mm -hmm. I think I could do that if I was loving the work that I was doing. And if I had managed to be able to create like a social scene that like I loved. Yeah. But I think it has made me really reconsider how like when it comes to building a home and potentially one day building like a family yeah. I think I'd want to be like I really like I have missed being near my family yeah 100% and it's funny because I've been saying it for years even before I went to Toronto I was like oh I can see myself living in, mm. in Canada and like I have an aunt that lives in Calgary so I've been to Calgary I've been to Newfoundland yeah and I've been to Calgary a few times and then last year we went to Toronto first time and we went to Vancouver funny like I went Went Toronto first, then went to Vancouver. Mm. I loved Toronto. I was like, yeah, little New York. I can see myself living downtown. Like, if I was in the city. And then I went to Vancouver and I was like, no, this isn't for me. For me, like, Canada is, like, big open space. Everyone has huge houses. The roads are really wide. But Vancouver is very compact because they only have a certain amount of space to work with. Yeah. But... So I was like, okay, Vancouver's not for me. And that's when I decided, okay, I don't think I want to do study abroad in Vancouver. Yeah. I'm happier in Toronto. That's why all of my study abroad options were an hour and a half away from Toronto. Southern Ontario, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah, I can maybe see myself living in Toronto. The whole time I'm coming out here, preparing to come out here. And now that I'm here, I have never, until coming here, realised how much, one, I am so... I mean, I knew this from going to Birmingham because Birmingham's mm-hmm. what the second second biggest city in the UK. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, and when I go to Birmingham, I feel like there's nothing to do. But I even I feel like there's nothing to do, and I know I'm not a Londoner because <laughs> I live in Surrey. But like I have, like Surrey is in such close proximity yeah, to London that exactly. I did spend the majority of my like every weekend in my childhood. Yeah, especially my teenage years spending up in London. So, so like, like I, I know bored. the city really well. Yeah, it does make you realize how big and interesting London is. Mm-hmm. And being here, I'm now like even Toronto doesn't do it for me. Yeah, like I can be in Toronto, I can be in downtown, it can be great. Nothing compares to London, yeah. and that, uh, that's why yeah. the only place I can see myself living is New York. Because it's so full on. Yeah, I know. That it's just like London in terms of like, there is so much to do. Like, I've spent a, like, I've been to New York quite a few times. There are, I still have a whole list of things that I haven't even touched yet. Oh, for sure, for sure. Like, haven't touched. And there are people who lived there for years and yet. Yeah, exactly. But that's like anywhere, really. Like, when I came to Toronto this summer and told my cousin, I was like, oh, we, yeah. we went to the Botanical Gardens. She was like, wow, I've lived here for, like, yeah. how many years? And I've never been there. Yeah. I think the one thing... Oh, sorry. I think the one thing for me about New York is that I do just feel claustrophobic there. And I think that's because with London, yes, you do have the skyscrapers, but equally, you can see the sky. Whereas I think with New York, like, you are surrounded by complete skyscrapers. That's where I thrive. And, like, I... I feel like an ant scuttling around the streets and sometimes I love it but I think 
I think I could probably do a year there. I think I could probably live there. And maybe, do you know what? Maybe after living there for a while, I'd be like, do you know what? I love it. Yeah. But I, I would never think of, like, setting up home in New York. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I'm the complete opposite. I would live there for a year, and I think it would be an amazing year of, like, a whirlwind experience. Mm-hmm. I think that's how I would come to describe it. Yeah. But I... Yeah. See, I think I think me, it would be this whirlwind experience, but it's, like it wouldn't be reality because like you've got to come home at some point but for me i'm the kind of person where if i moved any further away from london than i am now yeah i would hate it yeah even if i lived in surrey yeah just having (laughs) having any sort of like like i need to have the reason i love being at home the reason i hate being in birmingham the reason i hate being here sometimes is at home I can hop on a tube every five minutes. Yeah. I can hop on a bus every five minutes. Yeah. Like, you feel so connected. I feel Whereas so I think connected. I really value that element of being able to feel disconnected. Because I, I hate love... That. That's why I think I'd love Vancouver. Because yeah. you have that element of, like, city right like alongside nature. nature. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I love national parks. I love being outdoors. I love hiking. I love being out in nature. So that's why I, I can see myself potentially living in Surrey simply from the fact that like I'm a 25 minutes like train to central mm-hmm. London yeah but also I drive a couple like I from my house I have some amazing walks and mm-hmm. I, I love being in nature yeah which is why I think I would struggle a bit in New York just because I, I feel like I would just feel claustrophobic I but, honestly think I would collapse as a being if I lived in the countryside Oh my gosh. If I didn't live close to a city, I couldn't do it. I cannot if I do was it. To, like, like, I feel pay you millions to go like live in like a little country mansion no. somewhere. I couldn't do it. That's crazy. I, I oh it honestly makes my skin crawl. Which just is crazy because it. you love films, you love TVs, you love books, you love yeah. everything that would warrant a perfect like, you know, um, yeah. what am I thinking of? Oh my gosh, what's that film with Jude Law and Cameron Diaz? Christmas film. Oh, oh my know. gosh! And they do like the house swap, and Cameron Diaz comes and lives in the Christmas like countryside cottage. I know what you're Jude talking Law. about, but I've never seen it. Oh <laughs> my god! What's it called? I don't know. I don't. Know. Well, we're gonna have to get back to you on that one. Molly's gonna look it up. But yeah, I could never do that. I am such a city person. That's why I love New York so much because it's so busy. And the funny thing is, I hate crowds because I'm such a like anxious person. Yeah, that's so weird. But but you love New York, which is probably one of the most. But it's not that room. crowded. Like I, f- I hate Times Square. Do you know what I mean? But I mean, I'm not there all the time. Like I I don't I don't go there because it's so busy. Yeah, I know what you mean. So um, moving on to our final question, where next for you, Abby? What's the next places you wanted to go to? Well, other than home, <laughs> please. Please let that come quickly. <laughs> um, well, yeah, worry. I'm for me, like, study abroad was just this massive opportunity for us to, like, travel afterwards. So I'm yeah. really excited for that. The holiday. The holiday. The holiday. That's the film with Jude Law and Cameron Diaz, everyone. Yeah. Okay. Glad, glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited for, like, us to be able to travel. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that we're together, mm-hmm. that we can do that. So, yeah, that... And then, I don't know, just maybe New York? <laughs> New York. No, I'm joking. There are so many places I want to go to. Yeah. But, like, I couldn't even list them all. Yeah. Like, the thing is, I'm the kind of person where, like, I want to take you to Italy. Oh, it's so bad. Because I'm so happy there. But also, like, I want to share that with you. Because I, yeah. I know how much you would love it. I know what you mean, completely. Yeah. I think I think for me, like, Canada has always been the next one on my list for so long. And now that I've been here and been able to really experience Toronto, um, I think that's been a big took-off. I think Vancouver, I really want to go. San Fran, again, mm. you and I hopefully go next summer. I think outside of that... Um, I would love to go to Japan because I think I haven't been anywhere in Asia Mm -hmm. and I think especially in places like Beijing and Japan like it's a complete different culture complete different world yeah um and one of the girls I met out here Moeno she's from Japan and I've like had a lot of conversations with her about like the differences that she's found Mm -hmm. so like I think I would love to go I'd love to go there but obviously 
with the Olympics coming up, it's so expensive. Yeah. Um, I have a question. Yeah. Do you think your year abroad experience and like how difficult you found it has tainted your view of Canada? Because this is the first time you've come here. Because I, because um, like, for me, I was like, oh my god, I'm so excited for you to experience Canada. You've never been. This is your first time. You're like moving there for a year. But now I'm like, wait. If you don't enjoy it, like, do you now like not like Canada? It's hard. Because like it's I've experienced Canada so much before this okay, that like so I know what the here's good my is thinking. The Canadian people that I'd encountered before coming here were people through ice hockey. Yeah, so lovely. Yeah, so welcoming. But because I had so many of my other friends, I didn't like worry about the fact that like I wasn't obviously spending every day with them. Yeah, and I think coming out here, Canadian people to a large extent have very much lived up to what I thought yeah. in the sense that really welcoming, really lovely people. Yeah. But I think, I think I'm very much aware that I've been put into a unique situation in the sense that like I'm a fresher, but I'm a third year. So it, I'm already like, I think I'm weird. set up in an environment that is hard to make friends. Yeah, 100%. Because it's I'm kind the of just only working new person you. and everyone else around me isn't. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like every factor is working against me. Yeah, 100%. So although I, I think to some extent it has tainted my experience, I think it's tainted my experience in the sense that it's made me doubt my ability to go to a new environment and to thrive in it without yeah. having any sort of foundations there yeah but i'm also very much aware that this is a this complete is... unique experience yeah, for me mm -hmm. and i know that canada at large from visiting places like toronto and ottawa and the kind of bigger cities is very different to what this experience is i mm -hmm. think i've just and I only think that's come with time obviously yeah. we're over 11 weeks in here i think i've just come to realize that the experience of coming into a university in a third year where everyone else who you're interacting with has their foundation set up and has yeah. their friendship group set up and has their normality set up mm -hmm. and yet I'm coming in. I, I I think I'm just aware that this is just a very hard experience to, 100%. to um, get used to and, and like integrate into. Mm -hmm. So I think unfortunately it has, but in some ways it hasn't yeah no i get if you. that makes sense yeah it's like i'd be lying if i sat here and be like no i still think canada's this dream place because mm -hmm. like it's not i'm and also being here and learning more about like the political issues within canada and the mm -hmm. historical issues that are still occurring yeah. like that's burst my meta-narrative of Canada being this, like, super green, amazing nation that's, like, loves everyone. Yeah. When in reality, like, they still have a massive problem with how they treat their indigenous community. Mm -hmm. They with have racism. a massive problem with racism. Yeah. They have a massive problem with, um, like, their country separating in the same way that, like, America is in terms of, like, binary ideas. They yeah. have a massive problem with, like, how they handle the climate crisis in terms mm -hmm. of, like, Alberta versus, like, somewhere like Nova Scotia. Mm -hmm. Like... I think I'm just much more aware of the reality of Canada. So yeah. I think it's tainted my view of Canada in that sense. Yeah. But I think, I think I'm still, there's a lot of positive aspects that has on the contrary reinforced, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like it being cold. <laughs> like it's fucking freezing. It is. That wasn't a lie. Freezing. Of all the things, that one wasn't the lie. I know. I was hoping it would be, but it's not. Same. It's really not. I was hoping this would be like the anomaly year where it's like, oh my God, we're going to just have like the warmest winter ever. <laughs> and I was like, oh, we're just thriving. Maybe. Climate change doesn't work like that. Mm, um, no. It just gets colder. It just. Because our plants don't. But anyway. Literally. Um, yeah. But yeah. I think that was a great conversation. That was fun. I really enjoyed talking to you. Same. I always enjoy talking to you. So do I. We literally, okay, not gonna lie, we've cut this podcast maybe twice now for multiple I reasons. I mean, hopefully it's so smooth that they're never gonna notice it, but... <laughs> this podcast has literally been recorded over the space of, like, two hours, because we just had a I massive, mean, like, hour-long heart-to-heart. about three <laughs> heart hours, three or four hours. We just had a massive heart-to-heart, -heart, and then we just ended it, and we were like... 
wow, that would have been a great podcast, but <laughs> shit, we've got to go finish another shit, one. So, it. do you know what? Yeah. Sometimes when it's snowing outside, it just gets a bit distracting. Yeah. And we just want to get, enjoy it. Get off topic. But anyway, um, so glad if you're still listening. Thank you. That honestly makes us really happy that anyone really would does. even want to listen to this. And when I hear that people actually listen and that they enjoy it, it makes, makes me real happy. Especially as we started this whole podcast simply for you and I to have like a record of yeah. our conversations and to give us some sort of purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and just something nice of, to look back on. Yeah, like a nice abroad. memory to have exactly. to listen to. Because so. not going to lie, I'm the first person to listen to this podcast when it goes live. <laughs> Same week. We both actually listened to all of them all the way yeah, through. Yeah, and like, not gonna lie, I genuinely laugh at my own jokes. <laughs> I hear I hear our conversations and I'm like, wow, I want to be them. We're so funny. <laughs> Love that. But, but yeah, yeah, you guys listening is just a You bonus. guys are real. It's just so nice. Yeah, it's so nice. It is. What else can I say? I know. Okay, cool. Well, I will speak to you next week sometime. Yeah, well, on this, I, I hope you speak to me in between then because... Maybe. No, I'm joking. We'll see. <laughs> I'm I don't joking. know. I don't really like you. So anyway, moving on. Okay, let's wrap this up. Um, love you loads. I love you. <laughs> okay, no. In all seriousness, Bye. great talking. I love you. Love you. Speak to you later. Bye. Bye.